0: So we can pass these around. So we we we've been learning this beautiful beautiful sefer for a while, but we the last few months a lot of changes v'chule v'chule. We haven't had the opportunity to go back inside. We're on Akshar reichim. Now this sefer of Akshar began. Just a quick recap. The sefer began with an attempt of the piyusetzner rebbe to rest. This is what I think it was, but what I believe very strongly it is, and it's not just my opinion. But those of you that have been learning see this, it's to remind Hasidim what the Baal Shem Tov was all about. What year is this written, Berach, 1930s. That means how many years after the Baal Shem Tov? About 180 years. Yeah, sure right? Baal Shem Tov comes out in 1734 to the world, passes away in 1760. So this is yeah, about 170 years, 180 years later. And, and what, what the P.S.S. Rebbe, it's a bit supposed to restart this, the week of his yard Saitan, so his 79th yard Saitan, what it seems is that he kind of felt that people forgot what it was all about. So his, so I just wanted to quote before this, quote something that I saw this week, that one of my friends wrote, a big teacher of P.S.S. Chasidus, he wrote something very, very beautiful. He wrote like this, you shel enam teoretim vehipotetim. The, these ideas that we're going to, it's not on the page that you have, it's, this is something else, it says, the ideas of the Rebbe, these are not hypothetical, theoretical ideas. These are like, totally lemaisem, right? HaRebbe lo and this is important, and I, I feel this every time we learn his words. lo He didn't write these words as a Rebbe that's, that's disconnected from reality. Ela ki a person of education that was connected to the mitzuka. The, uh, the, the to... stress, the struggles. Yeah, the stress and struggles, and the crisis of the of the generation. Mitoch nisyono sheiku galim bitkufato. A rebi kelim shekimat milfanav. So, in order to deal with what the youth is dealing with, and with certain phenomena that are taking place in his time that are hitting the youth like waves, the Rebbe revealed certain certain that were not we're, we're unprecedented. Okay, so when I saw these words last night, you can imagine what jumped at my, you know, what jumped at me. Our precious youth of Efrat is not. This is not the first time our precious youth of Efrat is dealing with, 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 with the it's, horrible... It's
1: the fourth one in front in the last two years. Mm-hmm. not just. Breda, Zelo, Zelo, Zelo. Zero people died from COVID, and four people
0: in that span have committed suicide. And how many of them were kids? Three. Hashem, yes. Hashem. Hashem fourth, not just Efrat. I'm just saying this is a no, no, right, right now I'm, I'm saying, saying this, is we, this, this is right now. So when I saw these words, I'm like, wow. The Rebbe is dealing with Tofaot. That kids, that that the youth back then, every door has their own thing that they're going through, and it's not for us right now to. Um, it's not. This is not for us. We're not. We're not. I mean, maybe some of you are. But we're not. We're not here, momchim, to to solve these inyanim. But but this is none of us could could have woken up the same today. But the rebbe. What, what, I'm, what I'm trying to stress here is that the stuff that we learn, and especially the stuff that's dealed towards youth, and the Rebbe was the Rebbe of the kids. He was the Rebbe of the children. Not just through, <laughs> <laughs> through Chovas HaTalmidim, also Nachshal Sarech. So you see this, he's saying, he's saying this stuff, we're, we're dealing with stuff here that is very, very monumental. So he says, these are not theoretical, hypothetical vorts. This is all Lemaissa. We all know that when it comes to the Torah of emotions, imagination, and thought, the Rebbe was before his time. Now, what we've been learning from the beginning of this Sefer was the need to take advantage of our power of visualization and imagination in order to be better Jews, but really in order to be. In order to be chasidim, meaning, and a chasid in his context means a better Jew. And everyone falls, anyone can fall into that category. On Shabbos, one was over, and they, they remembered something that the Rebbe said, um, Shoshana and she, she had mentioned that what the Rebbe told us in B'lemach Shavatova is something that, that we have to keep on going back to. Any moment, any moment that you notice something that touches your soul, don't move forward, don't move on. Stop to it, develop it, see where it takes you. Think about it a little bit more than just that one second that it's happening. I know this seems very. You uh, mean for good or for bad. Not Bidi. So so the the should be for good, but for bad he says bidiuk. He says that's also a, that's also a key to the mafteach la whether we like it or not. Feeling. The inyan is to develop the machshava to take it to a place. Of beauty, Why is it so important to remember Yerushalayim? Like why is it so important? So he said that when you have something that's beautiful in your heart that you always remember, other things start becoming beautiful, and everything that is beautiful to you reminds you of Yerushalayim. That's an amazing thing. Anything that's beautiful starts to remind you of Yerushalayim as well.
1: It's like association with like marketing companies. They try to have you associate one thing with another. When you're associating with that, you're yeah. like all happiness or whatever it may be.
0: Man, right. look, look how they were able to mess up our, 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 our minds and our heads so much. With No, he's right, because it's so true. Right? Because it's so true. It's so potent. It's so true. Now the Rebbe, So the Rebbe was saying over here, and, and I'm jumping because we're in the middle of parakel, but this is just a quick recap. He said, at a certain point, when you stick with this farm, you're going to stop and you're asking yourself, what do I need this for? Do I keep Shabbos? Yes. Do I keep Gashus? Yes. Am I learning Torah? Yeah. Am I doing Dafyomi? Yeah. Am I giving my children Jewish chinuch? Yes, hopefully. Is there, are there mirrors around the Shabbos table? Hopefully. He says like, and this? So you're saying, hakei with that question. It's there, it pops up. Hakei with that question. You, your Nijama is saying, you want more. So don't ignore it. Just give kavod. Give kavod to your Nishema that's saying, I want more than just all the good things that I know that I'm doing. So if you have everyone has a, a, a you have this farm, everyone has a safe. Eh? If you can open up to daf memzain. Sorry, memchet. Mem Look at the bottom paragraph in Daf memchet Well, the middle paragraph, I guess, like this: <laughs> ולתקרב אל העבודה והחסידות אבל מי ייתן ואמצא תחבולות אשר יתימו גם לי הנמוך ובדור הנמוך What are תחבולות? Tricks בתחבולות הסלח המלחמה Tricks The things that normally we think would For instance, how do you stop Someone said we were having a share slave with the women um, What's the ant How do you battle Lashon Hara? Change the topic What else? Someone said put masking tape. I had, friend, I had friends that they had a Rosh hara free zone in their house between a certain point. So, what ended up happening is that no one hung out in that area of the house during that, you know, <laughs> you have to know your tricks, I meaning you have to be a Chacham also. It's not just, you know, you have well, to, yeah. a mask maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there were a lot of Milas going on back then when I remember with, you know, I was doing his boy, was all day long when I was in public because <laughs> no one could see, no, no. <laughs> no, one, no one could see my lips, no one could see my mouth, there was a of tricks. So he's saying, the Rebbe is saying over here, you little, he's going to say, you know, he's going to say, Avreich. He's saying, who am I, if, if I can't, oh, I'm in such a generation, I'm going to learn these deep Torahs, be'emet, to become this, this like, super yid? Who, who am I to come up with tricks that uh, would work for me in my generation? The, the, I, I'm dealing with in comparison to what the Baal time was dealing with, I have no chance. I stand no chance. Now, let's be honest. Most of us, especially those with, with, with younger children, feel quite often we're up against the wall with what's against us in terms of the marketing, like the, uh, in the world today, getting our, our children's minds. And none of us are running right now to join that, that cult in Guatemala or something to you know, completely remove ourselves from the world. That's not the world we're, we're living in. And I always say to the chavre here, being responsible means being conscious of the fact you chose to re, you're chose you choosing to raise your children here in Efrat. Now, why Efrat am I saying Efrat? Just because we live here. I would say the same thing in Beit Shemesh or anywhere else. We have got to be conscious of this, that we need new tricks today that were never discovered before. In terms of out of combat, we need something new. Because the stuff that the kids are going against today and Malasot, it was this. It never happened before. But you could say to yourself, like, I, I don't stand a chance myself. I don't stand a chance in in, in, in the world with what I have to go through. And the, and the Sikui. So this is how the Rebbe is addressing the young, the Bachur and the Look what he says. kaze. By the way, David, is is that the actual name in Hebrew? Your, your brother-in-law. Yeah. How do you spell it? Like, like, like... that. Oh, yeah? yeah? His brother-in-law's name is Avrech, yeah. You know where that name comes from, right? From Rashi and Yosef? Av b'chokhma, rach shanim. That's what an avrech comes from, right? Av, what's an av means you got a grace a cup, you're pretty smart, but you're rach shanim. That means you're soft in years, you're young in years. That's why it's called avrechim. Hachsharas. Ha'avrechim—it's not just about his family that we're kashering Your brother-in-law is in his mishpacha. we are kashering, We're preparing the younger man. We're preparing, and hopefully, we still consider ourselves part of that uh, <laughs> part of that age. Okay? Always young. Always, oh, for Forever every young, right? In <laughs> lebachur Yes, we're this sefer. We're speaking to you. It's true. You, you, as, well, the more you're working, the more you're realizing what you're lacking. But does your ego not let you ask for more help? I told you, this year the tough Resolution is I'm just asking Hashem all the time for more help. And it's not a achna. It's, like it's not losing the battle. It's like actually stepping up to the plate. I'm asking for more help every day. That's my tough shimpegimo resolution. So we, we we saw this already, but it's good to repeat this. He says, <coughs> "What at this age? What you're able to do? What, what somehow you're able to do this at this age?" Is that you're ready to receive from someone that's even even smaller than you, even younger than you. Especially someone that's tried a bunch of different things and you see this not working for him. Then there's some type of openness that happens to a person and says, you know what? This pillar of purity, of cleaner stock that's younger than me, maybe he has something to tell me. You know, the moment you know that you're getting old is when you're not ready to receive from someone younger than you. Because you say to yourself, you know, miho, miho, my Some like, people say growing old is not tomorrow. <coughs> right. Either growing, Or you're good. old. <laughs> right, very good, very good. I mean, just to, like even when Chazal is saying, that's not stam like a nice, beautiful statement. There's real deep truth to that statement you know, sometimes it happens that in Hasidus,es you see that the Rebbe dies. Who's next in line? (laughs) Huh? Right, but how old is the son, right? Sometimes there's like a 40, 50, 60 years generation gap. It happens sometimes like this. But the more that my Indian isn't just about covered, I can become more open to receiving from someone that's even younger than me. It happened to me recently, musically, I found this artist that I, I fell in love with about two years ago. So I went to put in his name to see who, who this guy is. And it says on Wikipedia, born in 1990. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> like, no, nah, I can't. I cannot be inspired by someone that's born in 1990. <laughs> Just, I will not deal with that stuff, right? I can't, I can't take it. You know what I'm talking about. This guy, it's a crazy story. The guy is a total white... Um, I don't want to say the word in the show. I don't want to say the word bichlal, but bichlal... It's, not, not, that doesn't, you know, not Yiddish stuck. okay? I texted him, thanked him for his music. I told him I'm from Eretz Yisrael. He writes me back, he says, no way. My grandmother is Kohanim. This guy's from, Louis, uh, where is he from? Kentucky? Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. <laughs> Born in 1990. That's all I could think about. Born in
1: 1990. So they said, to yeah. That could be
0: the, what, what you could call it. Old. Right. Growing. Edzikna is old. Mm-hmm. Nekon. But az. Aber Elmi, Sorry, fifth line. Aber el she maksha et ruchol l'more. Ben Torah ve chassid ani. i. am already a ben Torah. I'm a chassid. Veodom mitraem aleinu. And he's getting angry at us. Ma lano ledaber velo yo ilu dibureinu elav. Stop talking to me about soul stuff about visualization. Stop talking about these things. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps, if he's still coming to year and reading the Sefer, we will we will break open his his kashiut or the stiff neck, right? <laughs> The Rebbe says, Okay, everyone with their Yetzir So this person's the Yitzhara, isn't, I'm going to stop keeping Shabbos. Or I'm going to stop learning Torah. But as Yetzir got him convinced in another arena, another front, and what's that front? It's a very bitter front. And I really actually think it's Eitzikna, because... It can be when you're 25 and feeling like this. It seems like this place is called anochiut meruma. That means, what does that mean? Anochiut meruma. I Maybe mean, you could say in English, translate it easily, but that's not what wouldn't be the answer. Anochiut meruma, fake identity, fake selfishness, wrong selfishness.
1: Visualism. Huh? Visualism. But what it's kind? Sentinness.
0: Right. Kashi'ut, in a uh, stiff, stiff-necked stiff kind of way. Machala marahi, ki false self, self-image. False self-image, where you don't realize that you're even sick. Can't this
1: also come from complacency?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Leganra. I'm,
1: I'm good where I'm at.
0: Don't rock the boat. Don't fi- yeah. If something's not broken, don't, don't right. fix it. Well, broken, that's because, it. because you don't think it's broken. The Rebbe is coming and saying, "Chassidim, because you grew up in a home and you have pious, you think that you, you think you're not broken, and that's why he was such a Chiddush in his time. U tigar, he called a challenge on these people. Hashem sends his reful to these people as well. We just need to develop a way for there to be extra kochos to move forward in life and to go beyond our nature." ומאתה when the second paragraph in memteth אברח מתראים את מחשבות ושפלות האברח הנאו איך שבצדק בכל תלות שפן הוא, הוא צריך להיות שפן ולוקש את דרך השם איך יוכל להתקרב אליו שלא בטוח בחל למור חסיד so the Rebbe says, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot for a person to come to the realization and admit that even though it's all stemming in my life, it's all working out, it's not. That there's more. Now, who's the greatest mirror for this? And the Rebbe will be the first to say this? Our children. That's why he's such a, a, a Rebbe for our generation. What's the greatest mirror for someone to be able to look at their life and in their dalit Amos, their structure, their halachic uh, abiding system, it's all working out. What's the greatest mirror for a person to realize I must admit that it's not and that I need more, but not to do it in a way that makes me feel bitter, to do it in a way that actually makes me feel strong. So you need a Chabura you need literally a, a center of Khaverim giving each other koach, because we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. And last night just proved to us how much we're all in the same boat. You know, mamash, and we, don't, we shouldn't ever, chas need these horrific reminders to realize that we're all, we're all in this same boat to a certain extent. What this does, and this is so beautiful, is that the level says, what you know, he'll, he'll say this, he's not saying this straight out over here, but he's talking to an avrech, he's saying, look at the people that seem to have it all, all straight, it's all working out for them, right? Look at them. And then look at their children. And this was happening back then, very strong, in his court. Not, not in his, necessarily his, Pia court, but, you know, he was, he had, after Yeshivas Chachmei Lublin, his Yeshiva, Das Moshe, was the second largest Yeshiva in Poland. He was dealing with this firsthand very, very much. He was in touch with the pulse of that door. And he saw this, this like, descent, but he also saw that the next generation wanted more than whatever the previous generation was complacent about. And that's what he's speaking about. But he's addressing the person that's scared to rock the boat, like many marriages that will never rock that boat, because, listen, don't, if it's not... Right, The husband says, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And she says, honey, you call this fixed? Right? You call this not broken? Right? That's, that's basically what he's saying over here. That's what this parak is all about. Meaning he's giving us, for four prakim, he's giving us these wonderful uh, 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 access to even what he calls nevuah, like we saw in the beginning of this sefer. Even prophecy, what prophecy means in this day. But he's saying, I know what you're thinking, but at a certain point... He's saying, meilu, I was fine when the daf yomi was all I needed to feel like a kosher Jew. So, so, so the Rebbe is saying, well, then why are you still reading this Sefer? If so. Then why are you here? Admit it. Why, why are you still here? And he's addressing that person that finds himself in that spiritual midlife crisis and um, you know, for the cheva that are just, you know, online or even here learning with us only now, it's good to... We already have 38 shirim on this... On this uh, it's all up on Santa. It's kedai to just go and remind ourselves a little bit about some of the inyani we were talking about. And to, just to make it a little bit more easier for us to, to feel like we're moving forward. But let's, let's go weiter. But I want to go weiter, Dafka, in the English that you have in front of you. Because the next paragraph... I don't want to kill ourselves over the Hebrew. I doubt you could read after this in Hebrew. The next paragraph, the next two paragraphs are really here. To, it'll be much easier for us to understand, especially as a jump start for, for today. Everyone has? We don't, have to de- we don't have to dwell on this point at length, as we already find this idea in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer says, A man can offer an asham talui, What's an Asham Talui? A sacrifice offered in the temple when one is not sure whether he sinned, any day, and at any time, and it was called an Asham of Chasidim. <laughs> Isn't that it's, it's amazing what he just said over here? What's called an Asham Chasidim is when basically my Gaiva stopped stopped conv, like running the show and saying everything I'm doing is right, because an Asham Talui means I'm not sure if everything that I'm doing is right. And you can give it whenever you want it. And what was it called? An Hashem Chassidim. I'm sure the
1: Mishnagdim used uh, that also. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a
0: famous joke about Mishnagdim. I love I, it. I think about it whenever you and I are sitting in the front. Why? Because when a Sefer Torah is puzzled, where do you put the gartel? you know? Outside. Right. You've heard that before. You never, you never told that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a, horrible, uh, it's a horrible thing. Anyway, here we find an explicit statement of a basic principle for the Hasidim. It's not just that it would not occur to a man that his actions are good, and all the more so not to esteem oneself as a chassid. And it's not that his humility is so great that he does think that his avoda has reached the level of purity required for a man of his important level. Rather, it's clear to him that every hour of his life he needs to consider himself as if he has committed a major deorisa transgression for which he needs to bring a sacrifice. Now for some people that seems like living in hell. No? If every second of my life, but since my whole life, especially in a world without a base Migdash and everything is kind of like suffolk, then I'd rather err on the side of caution then on the side of complacency which may have led me to completely being disconnected from what life is all about.
1: With this mentality, how can you possibly be
0: over the Shem of Simcha? Afuch. <coughs> With the other mentality, how could I? How could my Simcha okay, be if real? You,
1: if you're looking at yourself every hour, you know, every hour of the day that like, I committed to our I said, at that point you're like, oh, what am I doing? I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's over, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I think that's
0: the next sentence. <laughs> Witness the broken hearts of the righteous Hasidim in the time of the Mishnah and how they taught us how to break our bodies and our spirits for God. You know why, Yosef Aaron? Because the greatest simcha that a yid can feel in this world is emas. So even if that seems intense and dark, that's only when I'm doing it from the outside. When I'm in this, in the penis of it, And I'm living, basically, it's living in a state of bitul. There's no greater real simcha in the world. Inside simcha. You're right, on the outside, this is torture. On the inside, living in a state of an asham talui is actually no greater simcha in the world. Because I'm being authentic, I'm being real. I'm not fooling myself, I'm not kidding myself. But it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. But we're under the assumption that this, there's no way to be Simcha like this. And it's not true. It's when
1: you live in the real, the real is teva. We're the malamina teva. So we need to be able to think that we're not committing taraisa all the time in order to be able to continue doing what we want to be doing. And,
0: and that'll happen. That happens. He's not saying over I think, I want to, I mean, if anyone wants to explain this, you know, any, any clearer to them, but to me, it's almost like a statement of, once I realized that I wasn't davening at all, I just was going to Minyan, and I was willing to admit that I just wanted to stop going to Minyan, and I wanted to start praying to God, my whole life changed. Now, what's the difference? Everything. But what could I been sucked, what, have, what could have I been sucked into? Go
1: to Minyan.
0: No, like yeah, but no. But when I come to that realization, if I want more, then what could have I been sucked into at that moment?
1: Complacency.
0: No, don't go at all. Well, don't go at all in the off. in the name of authenticity. authenticity. It could it could suck me to the to the exact other side as well. Right. So the Asham Talui that the the way I'm understanding it, the Asham Talui is saying because I don't want to go to that place. Right, so I'm going to live in a state where, Beisr Hashem, this will take me to the right place, but I'm not going to fool myself to think that just because I'm thinking holier now, I got it. I, I got it straight. I got it good. I, I got it down.
1: So for the ones that go ahead and say, well, you know, I daven with more when I'm at home. It's it's better. I, I feel more connected when I'm at home than I am, you know, with, with peace. Right. So um, what's your question? What do you say? What do you say
0: to that? What do you say to them? Build Shirat david. I'm
1: talking about specifically in my
0: home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'd say I'm happy to dominate. <laughs> every every door. I'm talking right. Every layer, exactly. I would too. Every layer has its layer. We're talking amongst us. Have, there's an answer for that. When it's talking about our children, if our children are still davening today's day and age they get up in the morning, they're talking to Hashem. Tell them they're Amazing. the holiest tzaddikim in the world. Amazing. You have to know Ba'asher Husham. Kidding me? hundred percent. Amazing. I'd like your home. Please. He's not saying that that is... Everyone has their own pekelach. Everyone has their own pekelach. That's what it is in every single age. It's all different. But the Rebbe is taking us out of complacency. Just stop thinking for a second that you're immune. That's what he's saying over here, and be okay with that. Mit batel to that. Open your heart to that. It, it's better to live in that other state. Are you saying that, that he's saying that you should feel like a sinner, or that you're just covering yourself? Just not feel like a sinner. Client, a sinner. That's a very Christian concept. Because so feel like a sinner all the time. Saying no, that you should think of your. But that's what I'm asking. You said earlier you want to err on the side of caution. Okay, I said though. That. So that's it's not, not like you're putting in a, a, a quarter into the meter every five minutes because you don't want to get a ticket. Or is it that you're actually thinking to yourself, "I probably sinned," and and no, not that I probably sinned. It's that this world is so tricky and it blinds me so much because the marketing companies have, have controlled me, and I gotta constantly be on the side of caution. Just now like that,
1: keep your eye on the speedometer as you're driving on the highway, but, like
0: but keep like, on driving, keep on driving, but keep on driving. Just,
1: just make sure that that's speedy. the Nikuda. Check every so often, just like check it. Keep on, keep on driving. I okay. feel it's also not about like caution. If you, what ha- like when you're, when you're doing a Beira, what, ha- what, are you act- what are you spiritually doing? Like you're bringing yourself further from Hashem. It's not about like he's going to punish you or you're going to go to ginn hat It's that you are bringing yourself further from Hashem. So how do, you count- how do you counter that? By coming to Hashem and saying, closer. I'm sorry. Even if you didn't end up doing anything wrong,
0: you, you only benefit. You just <laughs> came closer to Hashem. Or, or or I or I'm not sure I would say I'm not even sh- I'm not sure that what I did was wrong but I know something that I always want to feel close to you so you can't lose by right. saying that it's yeah, like a limit.
1: meaning if you if you beat yourself up about it and you go no then you'll you you stop driving give, if you go to give
0: the korban crying then you'll stop you know, driving. Then, then eventually you won't give the korban then eventually your kid won't even dive in. Right. and then you won't even dive in. like eventually that'll lead to complacency on the on on the other end which is what we don't, we, we want to, to stay very far away from. It. So change the language a little bit. Say, say, if I've sinned, I'm sorry. Or if I did something wrong, I'm sorry. So right? right? And I'm if I've sinned. But why, sorry for who? Sorry for yourself. No, no, I'm you. But, but if, because I want to be close to you, if I did something wrong, then, you know. Listen, you know, when we really, fit, put it like this, when we really love someone, okay? When we really love someone, Bezat Hashem, we should be privileged to really love our, 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 our Zivugim. Both the and Zivug should find it. When we really love them, Rav Kook explains that Yira in a relationship is, is being scared, is living in a state, not being scared, but being fearful and cautious that I'm doing something to tamper with that love. So it doesn't mean I'm living in a state of tampering with the love. It doesn't mean I'm messing it up. It just means the way I conduct my life is with consciousness of this is something I'm not gonna be messing up. I'm trying to plug it into like this, you know, let's say, and, and let's say the gumafre would be with the driving and everything, so I gotta make sure all the time, gotta keep my eye on speedometer, on, on, on oil lights, or whatever it is, cruise, but it doesn't.
1: Cruise control isn't good.
0: No, neither is autopilot, which, which most marriages, al HaLitzlan, have, have sunk into at a certain, at a certain place yesterday. Someone, came, someone I met with someone. And they said, I'm, "I'm married for almost twenty years. It's going to be this this winter, twenty years, and I'm now trying to find to remember when we both went into cruise control." I said, "Well, how many? How long do you think this is happening?" He's like, "The more I think about it, I think it was like nine years ago." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Not, but you know what? That guy is that guy has a chance because he's he's willing to admit it he has a chance. See, he finally is looking at his car he's like gas has been out for a while I think I'm going somewhere I'm not I'm hitting the pet right? The Rebbe is saying when it comes to Yidin and comes to Chassidus you cannot fake it you can't do it Uh, the Baal Shem Tov he basically said "You, you just you can't fake it you're gonna you're gonna wanna go for it aye so what do we have to do in order to put gas in or whatever it is This is the art of tachbulot. This is why a sefer like this is written. Because I get to give you guys tricks. And it's so funny how this, I was talking to this person yesterday about like, you know, tricks to jumpstart the car, to jumpstart the marriage. It's not, let's sit down, let's fix everything up here. And, you know, in Yeshua, you deal with this day and night. It's not like, let's sit down and let's go through the list of everything and and, and then we'll, we'll patch it all up, we'll figure it out, and we'll move weiter. There's tricks. There's tachbulot. It's a milchama, But takhbulot ta'asevacham milchama, And we are meeting that all the time. Now that's true for us. That's true with the way we are with our kendulach as well. But I, I want to stress that he's not saying live with the consciousness of a sinner. Asham talui is not, it's not exactly that. It's more what you're saying, Ari. I, I would not... What I want to make sure is the way I'm living is not being far from you. And if I do something... That makes it makes it far from you. I want to know about it. That's more what I feel. Hashem Talui is like if I love someone very much and I'm doing something to make them feel far from me. As much as it hurts me, I want to know about it. I want to know about it. That's that's a chryas. That's that's real responsibility. It could be the, the Mishnah gives one of the definitions the Mishnah gives to chassid. Avodim do Adam... So, so it's not that you don't get angry,
1: but it could be that what you're saying to yourself is now the right time to get angry. So I'm choshesh myself. Maybe it's not the right time. So I'm myself. It's hard for me to get angry because, well, I can get angry and still be a chosid. It's now the right time. Maybe not.
0: So I'm going to be. I'm going to hold on. And then once I really found the time, said, so, "Oh, I'm right. I got to get angry now." You know. But I'm not there to because, well, maybe, maybe I, even though I had the right to be angry, maybe I used the wrong words, mm-hmm. maybe the intensity. Or mm-hmm. This idea mm-hmm. of, like, a little kosher. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to stop here and we'll continue from here next time. We'll leave this farm here, okay? Yes, <laughs> everybody. Shakrach, <laughs>